Happy birthday to you. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. We're calling you. Pick up your phone. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. We're calling you. Pick up your phone. Hello and welcome to birthday episode number two of Calling Monroe. I am. Rangar, the Magnificent, and I'm joined here by my funny little friend, Gucci Mane. Good morning. Good morning, indeed. It is. It's morning. Yes. I had to wake up for this. I had to set an alarm for this. Alarm, alarm. Did you have to set alarm, alarm for this? No. Why? I was just woken up early. Oh, yeah. You have a personal butler service all yes. day, every day. Yes. Whatever, mate. Um, there was something that I was going to say to you before we called Monroe, but me and my infinite wisdom have forgotten it. Okay. So should we perhaps just uh, dial those digits and talk yes. to our midget? Mm -hmm. All right, let's call Monroe. <laughs> What's up, folks? Hey. Hey, Monroe. Uh, happy birthday again? Yeah, happy birthday. The mystery is solved and we're all such idiots. What? Pray tell. It's a bit too early, but we've got a voicemail. We've got a voicemail explaining it. Will I play it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess so. It's a bit too... I know it's I know it's early for this, but the, the mystery is resolved. Mm. All right, all right. No, no, I can no, 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 no. sort of guess who it's from. Yeah, we can, we can all guess who it's from. <laughs> Great episode. Couple of points of feedback, which I've actually pulled over in my car to record right now because I can't take it anymore. First of all, it is not your one-hour anniversary because you should have started your first episode at episode zero, not episode one. When a baby is born, you do not say it is one year old. You say it is zero years old and it turns one at its first birthday after a year. That is why you cannot count. Second point is related to having sex and procreation. I think you guys have got the cart before the horse there. We ha find sex pleasurable because it creates babies, because evolution wants to promote procreation, selfish gene, etc. So the reason why having sex is pleasurable is to encourage us to make babies. Um, so that's the way that goes. If we... If sex wasn't pleasurable, we would have less ba less babies, and ple sex being pleasurable is a survival benefit, which is why that exists in the first place. Um, so hopefully, by the time you play this voice recording, this will be your actual one-year anniversary. So happy birthday, guys. Looking forward to another year of calling Monroe. Ah, uh, we're so dumb. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course. We are so irredeemably stupid. <laughs> I know. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, I can't believe I went I went a full week yeah. not solving this mystery. Yeah, just assuming that we'd actually managed to bend the laws of physics rather than this being the obvious explanation. Yes. Yes. And I I have gotten messages from multiple people. Acknowledging the fact that this is insane, that like, what? How does this work? 
So I guess I guess the whole human race, except for Mr. Gundel, yes. is just a bunch of fucking idiots. Yes. Uh, uh, thanks, bro. But I do so, take uh, I do take a bit of uh, exception with what he said there at the end. It's not he's got like he's got causation all mixed up into it. You know, there is no because. Well, like there is no like there is no I will in evolution. I still it's like he's he's got the cart before the horse. This motherfucker, he's a horse of himself, and he's put the cart in front of him. I mean, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, it's you're, not you're saying it that isn't it isn't it isn't pleasurable no, I, I, to be a benefit. It like the pleasure is a byproduct that was retained because the ones the like the monkeys that found it pleasurable did it more. So it's not like yeah, and therefore they procre procreate. Yeah, but so it's not like I see where he's coming from, but like we're if he's saying that we're wrong, then he's everyone's equally wrong in this, you know. He doesn't get a higher ground on that one. He does get a higher ground on the on the birthday one. I mean, on the birthday one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so oh my god, so embarrassing. You'd think between us, you know, two people completing PhDs, one person's a doctor. We'd assume that we could. And our PhDs are extremely numerical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a bit of a problem. <laughs> I understand. So uh, apparently, there is somewhere that they say that your age at the year. So you are one, the first year of your life. There are some societies that does it do it that way. Mm. This so is a this is a programming thing. Uh, not a programming thing, but it's uh, like a. You could call it a debate, but I think it's settled in programming where like the first instance is called like is numbered zero mm -hmm. and you know programmers are nerds mm -hmm. this is obvious mm -hmm. they they dig their heels in exceptionally firmly on this one mm -hmm. and i've read a couple of forum posts on this and they will not budge mm -hmm. the old invention of zero where did that come from because that was like the maths was relatively well established before zero was a thing was it not See, this is a, a yet another thing, right? This is maybe something we should Google. This might be like a, a Seinfeld isn't funny theory. Have you heard about that? No. Seinfeld isn't funny. Are you making that claim? Yes. <laughs> so, okay. Well, the, uh, Tell me why it is not funny. I don't know. So I, I'm not I, saying that it's not funny, but this is like a, a concept. If you go on the website, 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 if you go on the website, TV tropes, please, uh, TV Tropes is a wonderful website. It's all about TV tropes. It's all about like TV shows and like things like things like that. And mm -hmm. honestly, it's it's like a supercharged Wikipedia in terms of how much it can rope you in. You can like mm -hmm. you know, you go on Wikipedia and you click on a link and you follow that link and then you click on another one and eventually you have eight hundred tabs open that you never mm -hmm. close for six months, etc. Mm -hmm. TV tropes is that on like is in terms of Pokemon, if Wikipedia is like the first the original evolution, the basic Pokemon, then TV Tropes is like the fucking Blastoise. That's just mm -hmm. Hydro <laughs> pumping you in the face with TV Tropes knowledge. Just down your throat. Uh, that metaphor was very complicated. Anyway, <laughs> the point is that the Seinfeld is funny theory, isn't funny theory or whatever, isn't good, is the fact that when Seinfeld came out, it was like totally different and groundbreaking. And it's so influential that all the stuff that has come after it is basically an offshoot of Seinfeld, like all those types of TV shows, which means that when you go back and watch Seinfeld, it feels uh, cliche and mm -hmm. like everything's, you know, all the jokes are, you know, basic and all the plot lines are a dime a dozen and all this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But 
that's just because of how incredibly influential it was. Uh, and I'm thinking to sort of go full circle back to what we were originally talking about. Are we still keeping track of what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> if we talk about the invention of zero with regards yeah. to Seinfeld, yeah, the, yeah. the <laughs> obvious connection, the obvious connection. Like, it's hard to look back and be like, oh yeah, zero needed inventing. You know, it's hard, like, it seems, you seem like an idiot if you didn't have a concept of zero. So it seems almost impossible to think of a society that like did math and shit and just like didn't have a zero. Like, brother, what are you doing? I mean, I, I, yeah, but also like you could say that it seems it seems obvious to be able to count, but that's not something that is intuitive. It's something we're just all taught from a very young age, so it seems intuitive. So I think you could make yeah. that about, I mean, how to use a spoon is obvious, but my mom had to show me how to do it. I would say that how to use a spoon is something you could have figured out without your mother, given that you had a human brain. Yeah. At what age? And it's, well, and if I, if no one ever invented the spoon, so I had to just create the spoon myself, would I have invented a spoon? No, I'd just pour it in my mouth. I'd use my hands. I mean, yeah, probably, but or, I don't know. Or drink I, it from a, from a glass. Yeah. Invent the straw. Uh, this is actually a, another good point. Let's, let's take a moment. So I've thought about this a lot. Can you imagine the world the state of the world, if everything, so there's still a, a free market, if you will, sort of. So everyone is, you know, can create goods and sell them. But the price that you have to purchase a good for is directly uh, representative of how difficult it would be for you personally to make that precise item. <laughs> <laughs> so can you, like, can you imagine how much a, uh, a metal spoon would cost. <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> like that's a fucking, like that's, I don't know, a couple months of salary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like just, you know, things that are, things that are fucking crazy, like a glass, like that's even harder. Like I'd rather make a spoon than a glass, but can you imagine like a fucking, you know, just like a tumbler? Just the tumbler would, I mean, I guess yeah. you'd have to learn to blow glass, wouldn't you? Get a furnace, yeah. get the raw material. Yeah. What is the raw material for glass? Sand? Sand. Sand. And then you get sand so. and it, oh my days. Yeah. And you have to like, if you wanted to make that specific tumbler, you'd need like a, a way to cast it, right? Because they don't blow those. They like, they must pour them or something. Well, yeah, thing? I assume there's modern techniques, but I'm what I'm going on the basis of is that it's going to be cheaper to learn to blow glass than it is to use the modern techniques. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But then you'd have to buy a blown glass glass. You can't buy the IKEA stuff. Yeah, yeah. And like, uh, if you need a screw, <laughs> <laughs> this would be the worst world to live in. Man. Oh my days! Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have anything. Yeah. Where everything I did have would suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of zero, though, let's go back to zero. So, uh, ancient Near East. So the ancient Egyptian numerals were of base ten. That's pretty chill. Uh, I mean, it's pretty normal, right? Do you think if we had, if we didn't have ten fingers, do you think we'd use a different base system? Yes, right. Yes, yeah, yeah. And there are advocates for going to twelve as the the base, mm -hmm. like the clock, like <laughs> much like mm -hmm. the clock. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wait, is that true? The what I'm saying? I mean, I, mean, no, I don't. I don't think six. it's. I don't think it's because of the clock. I think um, the advocates for going to twelve is just because they it would make maths easier. Uh, mm. if we were using 12 as the base. Isn't it something to do with 
is, oh, let me think, let me think. Is it base 12 or is it base like 60? It's probably 12. The one, like, it's the fact, like an hour being 60 minutes is so Gucci because you can subdivide it so well into so many different, like, nice, no, you can, like, fives, tens, twelves, uh, twenty, thirty, mm. also two. Two's a good one. Like, two's I was reading about this. <laughs> two's a strong one, right? There's a, there's a case to be made, yeah, for a different base system because you can subdivide it much nicer. Yeah. Uh, whereas 10 is a bit of a, like, 10, you divide it into five, and then it, you know. Yeah, you can't put four into that. You can't put three into no. that. No. You can put three into 60. And, and 12. 12. And you can put four into that. Yeah. You can put four into 60 as well. Yeah, exactly. It does two, three, four, five, six. It doesn't do ten. five. 12 doesn't do five. No, but 60 does five. That's true. Base 60, everyone. Base 60 grow, is too big. Who's <laughs> advocating for base 60? Are you kidding me? That's such is a big number big? to have to multiply by and count with. Whatever, like, man. The, the base has to be small enough that it's usable for very simple mental arithmetic. Mm. I guess so. You don't want to have to learn the names of 60 Six, different numbers. No, this is absurd. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Base 12 with an I on 60 as like a pretty good number. <laughs> can, we, can, can we go for that? <laughs> as I understand, in, 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 in India and Nepal, they actually... Have base hundred. What? I think there is different number for each, up to one hundred. Isn't base a hundred just a, just a fancier way of saying base ten? Yes, but it's so weird because they always write, so they write ten thousand or something, and they always write like hundred comma oh oh. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they always put the point there, not like we do. Mm. I think with them um, with inventions. It's also quite interesting how few times many of the inventions we take for granted have been invented. So things like the wheel weren't invented that many times. It was just I think it was a, I think they think it was a couple of times and then it spread from there. And there were certain societies that just never got it until sort of um, big ships that could cross oceans very easily were invented and everyone started interspersing a lot more. So I think it was the Aztecs didn't have wheels, is that right? But interestingly, they're toys. So they found evidence of toys with wheels, but they just never found evidence of any usable uh, actual stuff with wheels. And then there are certain societies where they've got evidence of inventions that they had, which they then lost as, as time went on. So there are societies they found which have archaeological evidence of bone arrows but then over time that went away and they think that they stopped using that technology and lost it mm -hmm. just like uh, us and the video cassette yeah well yes but then i guess the interesting thing with the bone arrow is that they didn't they reverted back to more primitive technologies rather than moving like we don't know how to use a bone mm. arrow but that's because we don't need to whereas what I'm talking about is places where people stopped using the bow and arrow, but didn't replace it with a superior technology, replaced it with a more basic technology and went and reverted back. Mm, they touched the ballpoint pen for a pencil, if you will. There we go. There we there go. There we Cup. go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm reading here about duodecimal. That's uh, base 12. Mm, yeah. And it has been... Hold on, where I have somewhere. I've lost it. I've lost it, Daddy. I'm sorry for having lost it. It was. Uh, it has been proposed as the optimal number system, mm. uh, or described even as the optimal number system. Not even proposed. 
described. Mm. So of its factors, two and three are prime. Uh, and then there's a bunch of complicated math stuff. So just pro tip, go on the Wikipedia page so I don't have to read out all this crazy shit. But base 12 is uh, apparently pretty dope. <laughs> pretty dope. You know, as as demonstrated by time. I, I, I believe you. I believe you. Thanks. Thanks for believing in me. I believe in a thing called love. Have you heard of Bruce Lee's vegan brother? Broccoli. No. A- have I do- very, very good. Have I done this before? I do this Bruce Lee joke all of the time. Uh, I don't think I've heard your Bruce Lee joke. So like mm. if I'm talking about, you know, instead of saying precisely, I'll be like Bruce Lee's engineering cousin. Or, you know, random Lee will be like Bruce Lee's, uh, you know, teenage niece on the internet or something. <laughs> It's good. <laughs> it's a joke that keeps on giving. It's an infinitely awesome joke. <laughs> um, we left last week on a cliffhanger. Oh shit, we did. But can what, I get to one that? thing first? Because oh, yeah, yeah. I've I've been prodded. So we have a listener submitted question uh, mm. that I've forgotten a mul- forgotten multiple times because I forget everything. Is soup a meal? Yes. No, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. That's not ever the right answer. <laughs> if you feel like it is a meal, then yes. Soup is to you personally. A snack on its own or a meal with a sandwich. Okay, so with a sandwich. But like, are you, if you're, let's say you come home from work. Yeah. And your lovely, lovely wife-to-be. Yeah. Has prepared you a meal yeah. of only soup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not going to say anything to her necessarily. Is it just broth? Is it just broth? No, let's say it's like a, maybe a tomato soup or, a, you know, even a minestrone or something. But like, do you, you, you know, you won't say anything to her, but will you be seething on the inside? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fart on her pillow, I think. Right. But in secret. Right, right. I don't personally really see soup as a like it doesn't feel like a meal to me you have to have a lot of soup and it's just like, there's something about it that's not quite satisfying so still in, in the situation you just described you're an adult man you would just go and get something else to eat well yeah obviously but like that's not the point the point is the point is that like you are presented leave out the fact that it's his partner or whatever you're like you're hungry and you're presented with a soup like you're at a fucking you're staying at an inn somewhere in the medieval world and you come home from a day of adventuring and all they have in the in the fucking cauldron is soup. I'm sure like, that's a that, pretty, pretty accurate thing at that time. Yeah, but is was that... the only thing you got. Yeah, but is that good for you? Interestingly, if they t- turned the name of that soup into stew, all of a sudden I'd feel nice and full. <laughs> I think this... So stew has a much higher solid to liquid ratio. I guess, yeah. But, I mean, it's it's a gradient. yeah. For real, with, for real. With a blurred so, line there. And I think if you sold me it as a stew, I would I would feel much more satisfied with it. If you said, yeah. here's a vegetarian stew, I'd feel much more satisfied with that as a meal than if you said, here's some soup. Yeah, but if they brought you what is clearly soup, would you feel cheated? You would. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, if you tried my mother's soups. Oh, I've tried your mother's soups. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No, no, no. They are what you would call stew. She will, she will give you a soup, and mm-hmm. it's basically a stew. Kyotsuba. 
Nein. Oh. No, no, no. She buys these tomato soups. And then okay. she puts like chicken and then she puts broccoli and, oh, and vegetables and she puts a lot of stuff in it. And That's then you good. get like a stew. That's very good. Yeah. Shout out to your it's mom. It's the same though. I think a lot of people feel that if they have a vegetarian meal, that's not a meal. A lot of people would just say, yeah. if there's no meat in my plate, uh, it's, that's not a meal. Which I think is something that younger Monroe would have felt, but older Monroe very much does not feel. If if no yeah. animal has been tortured for this meal, it's no meal. Mm. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so I I think it's partially because people are used to a, a meat meal or whatever, but mm. then it's also like a, an extension of that. People don't necessarily see because, like, a meal realistically, what you have is you have like a protein source, and then you have maybe like a carb source, and then you have some like you know nutrient source that is just vegetables and shit, and then you have a drink. Uh, Talking about meat. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yes, I just I just cooked eight kilos of meat yesterday. Eight kilos of meat. What? So that's why you couldn't record yesterday. Yes. What were you cooking? A uh, pork. Oh, that's basically. I mean, that's not even close to a whole pig. Actually, that's actually as proportion of a pig, yeah. quite an insignificant amount. Now that yeah. I'm thinking yeah. about it, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's not the whole pig. Did you but, cook it in a stew? Uh, no. It's it's a uh, pulled pork. Is that a stew? Uh, I wouldn't say pulled pork is a stew. No, it's just no. a type of pork. Our way of preparing but it, pork. it does sort of it flirts with a different consistency, right? It, like it is a solid, but it like you know it's winking at it's winking at mm. the other you know at the liquids and your soups and your stews. If you got yeah. enough of it, like um like uh tons and tons of it, it would kind of flow if you just poured it down a hill. Yeah, absolutely. Like you can drown <laughs> in it for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the definition sure. of a fluid. <laughs> can you drown in it? <laughs> can you drown in it? That's a good. No, I don't. Because I was denied, uh, not denied, or I was I was in Aberdeen at the airport, and he wouldn't let me through security with a can of rice pudding, the man, mm. because he said, this is a liquid. And I said, no, it's not. This is not a liquid. This is rice pudding. And he was firm. He said, uh, I think he said, it flows, and that makes it a liquid. Mm. And I said to him, that is not the definition of a liquid. Yeah. And then he, he <laughs> also pointed to the can, and it says, with milk. And then I was like, yeah. well, what about milk chocolate? And mm. turns out that this line of argumentation with a security officer at the airport will not get you anywhere. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, if you're on a bike and it's a green light for you and you get hit by a car, the fact that it was a green light for you doesn't save you in that moment. No. You were still hit by a car. Yeah. yeah. And then this was, you know, I was, I'm going to go ahead and say that I was correct in this instance, but it didn't save me. So what I had to do was I had to stop the whole line, unfortunately, uh -huh. while I opened my can of rice pudding and ate it in front of the man. Oh. <laughs> that's such a but the, that's such a petty win. That's like you're not you're not a winner there, yeah. Ragnar. You're not. No. <laughs> no, but I was. It was like honestly, it was like the morning flight. It was like four thirty in the morning. Uh -huh. I was pissed off. I was real hungry, uh -huh. and this man was trying to he was trying to sell me false information on a on a physical level. <laughs> But that drowning definition that you had, yeah. I mean, if if it's like acid, you're not yeah. going to die for dr drowning. You're not going to drown in it. No, but you're like you're going to burn to death. Okay, but it's not. So it's not the ultimate cause of death. Doesn't have to Would be, not be realistically drowning. drowning. 
But no. sort of independently, if you correct for all the other possible causes of death, drowning has to be possible, mm. right? Like lava, it's going to kill you in a different way. But if you correct for all that stuff, you can drown in it. <laughs> but that's just highly unrealistic. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Oh my god! Well, like, yeah. If if you would not die from taking your head off, that's not that's not a hypothetical thing. Okay. Well. Okay. From now on, you have to go through your entire life, and you're never allowed to for a thought exercise correct for any variable at all. Yeah. Go off into the world, Quillion, and live <laughs> yeah, that okay, life. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. What about that old glass as a liquid? Uh, it's an amorphous solid, isn't it? What does that mean? That's a word. Uh, that it doesn't have uh, any long-range structure on a molecular level. Yeah, I guess. Okay. This is all off the top of my head. I was on, at a lecture about amorphous uh, solids relatively yes, recently. Yes. Pretty sure a glass is an amorphous solid, which means that, like, if you have a crystal, right, it has long-range structure in that, like, uh, uh, you know, there's like a lattice of molecules that extends, you know, and creates a crystal. Okay. And then you can have you know, there's short-range structure, which is stuff like intermolecular inter forces, right? Like with something, I don't know. And then you can have amorphous solids where there's just like, they basically have like the structure of a liquid in like on a molecular level in that everything is just like a hodgepodge, mm. uh, but they're solid. Mm. Mm -hmm. Sci uh, Scientific America is saying that window glass at room temperature has... A nearly incalculable relaxation time, which would be approaching the age of the universe itself. Mm. So, if you have infinite amount of time, then the glass might move. But for all intents yeah. purposes, it is a solid. Because there's that thing they say about church windows, where church windows the glass is thicker at the bottom than it is the top. Apparently, if you look at them, because the glass is very old. But I think that is just a production error rather than. Yeah, I think it's uh, they do it on. Per, like one of the sides is going to be thicker than the other and they put that one on the bottom or like they, yeah. that's on purpose because it's better for structural integrity or something. So there is actually this viscous liquid that is now like flowing. What? I don't remember. It's like in some bottle. Yes, like, the, the tar. Like one drop. Oh, is it yeah. the website like has it dropped or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. What is this again? Isn't that what the webcam was made for? Yeah. Isn't that uh, the invention yeah, of the webcam? Uh, mm, that sounds like a lot of bollocks. Yeah. Well, but like, not the invention like of the good... webcam, but, like, they, it was the first, like, they were trying, some scientists in that lab or whatever were monitoring this, and they didn't want to have to keep, like, checking on it, so they took a camera and, like, hooked it up and, like, live-fed the output to somewhere, which was, like, the first instance of that being done, which is functionally a webcam. It's pitch. What is pitch? Uh, it's just some bullshit, pitch, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's... Pitch is the uh, the perceived frequency of sound. It's derived from petrol or coal tar. Yeah, it's some like crude oil type bullshit, you know, isn't it? Yeah, it's some some like it's, you know, pitch so, produced yeah. from plants is known as resin. Resin is a form of pitch. Did not know that. Nobody knew that. So, so this actually falls upside down. What? What? <laughs> this, it's in Australia. This, it's in Australia. Oh yeah. <laughs> Everything in falling Australia towards is us. Down. <laughs> yes. Okay. Should we move on to this this topic of ours that we that we teased? What topic was that? It was if you 
do something to be a nice person. You're not a nice person. Wasn't that it? Ah. I think so, yeah. Where was the context of it? It was one of those quotes. So my brother has this calendar that he got from somewhere that is just a bunch of Gucci quotes or like. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he actually sent me another one that says, sometimes happiness is like a missing sock. You know, it will turn up eventually, but it will probably be in the strangest place. (laughs) (laughs) But the last one was something like that. Like if you're doing something to be a nice person, you're not a nice person. Discuss. It's the same as like when they say like monks, Buddhist monks are supposed to like be very selfless and stuff like that to get reach the like mm. nirvana or whatever they whatever it's called yeah so they have to be very nice to get something nice instead my minimal experience of uh monks and people who live very simple lives is that they're full of shit wow and that Big they they they're a lot of the a lot of the time like these people are like they'll they'll basically live off the kindness of strangers. So they're accepting gifts, money, food from other people who go to work to pay yeah. for all those things. So they're just getting... Freeloaders, if you will. Yeah, exactly. They're just freeloaders who are pretending that they're uh, reached some sort of divinity. I mean, yeah, I could see that point. But in those societies, that isn't really... I don't know what I'm... <laughs> It 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 doesn't feel like that. Yeah, because people aren't sold like sold as your... now. I'm just yeah. It's not like now I'm gonna go and and live off of other people, and then become a monk. That's not how they think it. At least no. But I guess that's why they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the quote, yeah, I, I brought it up. It says, "If you expect something in return for being a nice person, you aren't a nice person." So it's the the expecting something in return, right? Um, but there's no that... such thing as a good deed. That's the 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 quote that this is often. I guess put down isn't it to. like uh, re- what is it? Reciprocity in uh, is it L- fucking Levi Strauss, the anthropologist? God, I'm so smart. Yeah, <laughs> you say a lot of words, right? Now. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. You uh, say a lot of words. Kins- kinship alliance theory. Uh, what? <laughs> something about incest here. I think I'm in the wrong place. Let's see. <laughs> it sounded something like that. Reciprocity refers to the non-market exchange of goods or labor, ranging from direct barter to forms of gift exchange, where return is eventually expected. Uh, so there are... Uh, oh my God, this is such a... Why can't they just... This is the reason why okay. it's hard to, harder to keep friends than being in a relationship. It's harder to keep friends than being in a relationship, you say? Yeah. No, it is harder to get a good friend. Because? Because they do not expect anything instead. You don't expect anything. Right, right, right. I'm, right. You're going to have yeah. to catch me up here. So there's, uh, there's different types of reciprocity. Here we go. There's balanced reciprocity where there's an explicit expectation of immediate return. Uh, so is like, that your toe I can see on the camera? Yeah. <laughs> just, just wiggling in front of the camera there? <laughs> Hello, lads. Yeah, it's a nice toe, isn't it? I was trying to, because uh, I could just see the tips. I was like, is that, is that are his fingers weird? Or <laughs> It's my toe. So uh, what was I saying? Balanced reciprocity is when you expect immediate return, like at a market. Like if you, you know, you're, I'm taking your fucking pair and you get my cash in return. Mm-hmm. But there's generalized reciprocity, whereas the, uh, there's no expectation of immediate return, but there is like the, 
expectation that there's an eventual balance. Mm. Yeah. Right. So, but this kind of goes for, uh, for relationships and for friendships. But I guess the difficult thing about friendships is that there's not like in a relationship, there's a constant way to give back and forth. Mm. Whereas with a friendship, like you're not, you're not in the same place all the time. You're not doing all the same shit. Right. So like, I feel like the balance is longer to get reach its equilibrium basically. Yeah. You have to try, you either have to like keep track of things in your head or you have to just let that go and expect that things will balance out. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's negative reciprocity when you're trying to get something, um, when you're trying to get more than you get in return. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like when you steal or when you're trying to fuck someone over in a deal mm. or sometimes in a relationship mm. or a friendship. You know, people do this. People will try to take without giving and give without taking or something, right? Uh, Cloud Levy Strauss, babies. <laughs> yeah, I think anthropology. Uh, I'm very on board with that theory of doing things in the hope that it'll all balance out over time. Because that's effectively why people are in relationships, isn't it? Because it's a, just a supportive environment that you're trusting in. And you know that when times are tough, you'll support them. When times are tough, they'll support you. Yeah. that like Surely that is the outlook you should have on society right mm. bear with me like you know people complaining about their tax dollars going towards whatever bullshit some programs mm. that they don't use surely the mm. out, that's because your outlook on it is one of either negative reciprocity or balanced reciprocity when in like realistically you should view it in a generalized reciprocity sort of way where you expect like even if things never balance out you should be like content with the theoretical possibility of things balancing out over the or the fact that things will balance out over the course of infinite universes right Mm -hmm. there's a universe where you are fucked and people help you out and you might live in that universe or you might live in the universe where you're fine and someone else is fucked and you help them out yeah but this is so far from our intuition i mean intuitively we basically care about our bubble of i don't know how many people 50 people that's probably even quite big at that i would say um, and anything beyond that is very abstract to our minds in order to actually engage with in a meaningful way that we should care about those people. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't strive to do it. Surely yeah. yes, being yes. human is being better. That's the dream, right? Uh, being human is being better. It's the, it's the, like, it's the dream. That's, the, that's what you should want, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. But then it's not the reality. No, by but any like, means. I mean, I think that's a very, that's, I don't know, that's uh, based on how humans perform in general. I'd say that's a very egocentric view to take. Uh, we're just not better. We're just not. Is it egocentric? Yeah, it is. It's just our egotistic. But it's not like, I don't, but I hate humans. I think they're the worst. But <laughs> yeah. I, I hate Why? everybody. But I recognize that, like, there's a, there is there's the potential there for us to be great. There is potential there, yeah. And you should you should try to respect that potential. Do you not think humans are fascinating? Yes. Yeah, oh, well, very yes, much yeah, so. definitely. I like them on a macro level, but I absolutely hate them on a micro level. They are the <laughs> fucking worst. We we are the worst, Ragnar. You are you are yeah, one I, of us. I am also the worst. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I am also the worst. I'm the worst one of them. I'm actually a super breed of human. <laughs> yeah. No, me included. 
people are the fucking worst. Uh, this I have thought about this though. Like, if you expect, I thought about this a lot, especially as like a an angsty little teenager. Because like there is like is there such a thing as an altruistic act? Like, can you like even if feel like a mother dying for her baby or something? Like, are you being nice or are you just like you're basically if you didn't die for your baby, you would feel terrible afterwards, mm. right? You're still like there's still an equation there that you're just balancing in your favor. I guess regardless of how academic you get about it and how much you think about it all, we are just ultimately all on some level obeying our instincts. And You you just sound a lot like Ayn Rand now, Ragnar. No, fuck her. <laughs> uh, but but it was reaching but, there. But yeah, yeah, definitely. Direction. Like she does, yeah. she made these sorts of claims. Uh, yeah. You know, a broken clock and all that. She, was, she had a point a couple times, but... Yeah, it was, it was by accident, right? Yeah, <laughs> and the Fountainhead wasn't the worst book in the world, but it because that's she didn't dive so deep in her into her her dogma. Yeah, sick, bro. I don't know. Have we solved this issue? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, but yeah, basically, we're all just bumbling along idiots who have very clever brains but haven't learned to override our instincts. Yeah. Be better. That we are able to see this, uh, like, dilemma means that we are pretty clever. Yeah, yeah. But not that clever. Back to the best book in the world, you are not so smart. We're just not Well, maybe so this is just a thing you can't get past. There's that saying that um, a little bit of knowledge is dangerous, and I feel like we're all just people with a little bit of knowledge, but we all feel like we have a lot of knowledge. Is knowledge dangerous? Dunning Kruger or whatever, no, but yeah, like if you have a like a passing bit of knowledge about something, is that worse than having literally no knowledge about it? In certain case, probably, right? Because yeah. you think that you are now capable of addressing this issue, when in most cases you're probably absolutely not. So there is like depending on what you are doing, which field you are and stuff. For example, I feel that I studied pharmacology, talking to scientists all around. I can understand them all, but they all know more than me yeah. about the thing. So I feel like I have like a good view over. But, but you don't have a little bit of knowledge. But like, imagine if you took that little bit, you had just like a, you know, a, a tiny bit of knowledge. And then you went and you tried to like solve some sort of it, major crisis based on your exceptionally limited knowledge. Yeah, If I knew what, gene, what DNA is. And yeah. then I would know how to how to do summation like one plus two. I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing. No, but like That's you could very think that you knowledge. had enough knowledge to like to like give medical advice, for example. Not by the, not with those information. Monroe, I don't think he's. <laughs> I don't think he. I don't think he gets me, man. Mm. He's too pedantic. Yeah, <laughs> Gucci, nah. Uh. Happy birthday, boys. Happy birthday to you. Hey, you guys. I invited you to my birthday, and yeah. none, and neither of you are going to attend. True. Yeah. When is it? Is it today? Tonight. It's today. It's today. I bought Sorry, beer man. for you. Or two days ago. Why? Uh... <laughs> I don't get it. Is this a reference to our inability to count or something? Uh, no, because the podcast comes out on Monday. 
Oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right, it was, right, it right, was yeah, before yeah. the weekend. It was like a few days ago. So good mm-hmm. and still hungover when you're listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> well, just drink the beer that you bought for us. Problem solved. It's going to cost me a problem. So? I would, I would just hand it in back. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's the thing you can do in Iceland sometimes. You can like go to yeah. the wine shop, buy a whole bunch of alcohol for a party, and then the stuff you don't drink, you could just take back. And they'll just refund you. I mean, the fact you have to go to the alcohol shop to buy alcohol is weird to me. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. I'm not saying I'm not saying Iceland's a good place. It's a terrible place. But I'm saying that this is like a pretty chill thing where you can like, I don't think you can do this in the UK, buy a bunch of alcohol for a party and then just take back the stuff you didn't drink. Is that a thing? And they pay you back. Yeah, and they like refund it. Uh, why couldn't you do that? You can take anything back to a shop, can't you? If you got the receipt. You, like food and the food stuff it seems more difficult. Like, could you go to Sainsbury's and be like, oh, I don't want this fucking beer. Take it. I don't see why not. You can't. You can't hand back underwear. That's true. Uh, yeah, that seems reasonable. Or a chlamydia test. <laughs> also used. reasonable. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Find out, uh, Leo, I guess. <laughs> go, to, <laughs> go to Sainsbury's and try to buy some beer and try to return it. That would be, that would be cool for me to see. Uh, Find out, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god does anyone have a skill of the week um come on boys watch the pitch fall yeah that's not a skill what are you talking about i mean this, it's always been pretty it loose, is a skill. It? yeah but uh, telling someone to go watch a live stream of something is not a skill that's crazy talk that's just a that's just a tip on how to use your time it's dreadful um there has to be a skill that you have. What did we say at the start of the show? There was something we said then. Don't know. Uh, <laughs> come on, we can do this. All right, all right. Skill of the week. Come on. Um. Oh, I. So my friend, my friend, told me this a long time ago. This is an extremely specific skill. So if you have an old Pokemon game, um, the the Game Boy versions. What's noteworthy about these games is most Game Boy games were just a cartridge that was just a computer chip, whatever, inside a cartridge that you put into it. But some of them, including the Game Boy games, for some reason had a battery in them. Oh. Uh, something about the, it was required for like the save feature or something. There was something about it that makes, that means that they have a small battery inside them. So if you have a very old Pokemon game, these batteries can be depleted and then your, ba- your Pokemon game is unusable. Oh no. But what you can do is you can uh, unscrew the cartridge thing and replace the battery. But the screws are very specific, and you are exceptionally unlikely to have this screwdriver. Okay. <laughs> this is neat. So what my friend did, what my friend did was he, I think he melted some plastic or something. He took something and like heated it up mm. and then like pressed it against the screw. Nice. And then eventually it would, uh, mold. you know, solidify and become basically a yeah mold into a screwdriver. And then you could use that to undo the screws. So I guess this isn't specific to Pokemon cartridges, but this sort of scenario, if you have a highly specific screw, you don't have a screwdriver for it, and you think that the this will not break, the amount of force is, you know, low enough, then do this and voila, you've made yourself a screwdriver. But you can you can buy these plastic like uh, pe- pebbles, isn't it called that? That like that you can melt if you just pour uh, boiling water over them, then they like melt and you can like shape them into something. Okay. Whatever you want. Okay. This is like this is used in 
I remember when I was like a kid because of pens to help me to hold pens better. Oh. I could buy this, melt it, put it over the pen and yeah. shape it by my fingers. Mm. So it would be easier to hold it. So you could buy that and do the same thing. And have any screwdriver in one. Yeah. D- does it become hard enough? Yeah, it becomes solid, very hard. Mm-hmm. It just don't boil it. <laughs> then it will be soft again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can change, you can just boil it again and use it again. And go for a different screwdriver. Kind of like the old gum gum shields, gum guards. Yeah, why old? Yeah. That's still a thing. Well, the old, I don't know. I just, it was more a turn of phrase than... Uh, did you know that, yeah, another interesting little tidbit, uh, you know what it says ye old shop or whatever? Yeah. That's actually because it used to say the old shop, right? But the the letter th- thorn or thought, like the one they have in Icelandic, you know, it looks like a P with an elongated whatever. Yeah. Used to be a letter in English, uh, which is like a TH sound. Uh, and then that became sort of bastardized into a Y looking thing. Interesting. This sounds oh potentially made up. Uh, but potentially but true. Potentially true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I read this somewhere the other day, and it seems exceptionally believable yeah. in any case. Nice. Very plausible. Yeah. Um, so you've learned, I hope everyone's learned a lot today on our birthday episode. Happy birthday, boys. Um, one year older. Uh, do you guys have any parting words on this birthday day, day, day? So do you want me to start? Yeah. Interestingly, I had... <laughs> I have a great quote here, okay. but it's it's attributed to a person I I think hundred percent sure did not come with this first. Okay. So it's just like you are enough just as you are. It's a very nice quote. Okay. Yeah. But they attributed to Meghan Markle. Nah, Bridget Bridget <laughs> Jones <laughs> definitely said that. You don't or think not Bridget Jones? Colin Fir- Colin Firth. Colin Firth. I've heard a lot of Jones. I've heard a lot of different women, young women in their twenties, especially a few years ago, say that Colin Firth was incredibly sexy, and mm. I cannot and will not accept this as the truth. No, I mean it, it is the truth. We have to accept I mean, if it as your that. First, I just can't if your first sexual experience was with your dad's accountant, <laughs> then yeah, I guess I can see how that would sort of color I mean, you as a human and make y- you think that Colin you know, Firth is sexy. You know he's like a rich Italian. I mean, maybe technically. He is technically. But like, come on that now. Is, that is what is attractive. So like, can you imagine? Like you have all these men out there and you choose Colin Firth. Like prime Brad Pitt comes up to you and nibbles on your earlobe and you're like, fuck off, Brad. I want Colin. <laughs> Unacceptable. But was it, was it compared to him? I don't know. I just remember this was especially when I was in no, Aberdeen. No, a lot of a lot of women find him very sexy. Yeah, when I was in Aberdeen, I remember the girls there were talk like would repeatedly talk about Colin Firth as like the epitome of sex appeal, and I found it absolutely insane. <laughs> like, like what? Yeah, he's an office chair. So the thing is, they see themselves they see themselves as Bridget Jones. That's so sad. Mm. Uh, anyway, Monroe, do you have any? Uh, Wait. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, wait. <laughs> Be kind. Be kind I'm to sorry, me. Sorry, I wasn't kind. <laughs> Monroe? I'd like to thank Leo for his continued support of the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. He needs to start sending his cash, though. He really needs to. Like, uh, at some point, words are not enough. Yeah. <laughs> 
Anything else? That's no, all you no, that's do? it. That's it. On your one year anniversary, all you want to do is thank Leo. Okay, fine. Uh, and send us your voicemails. All right. I'd like to take this one step further and thank all of the people who have contributed in every way, Monroe. Not just your friend, Leo. I want to thank everybody. <laughs> I want to thank my dad. I want to thank Drew. I want to thank Seth. I want to thank fucking Johan. I want to thank everybody who did anything. I want to thank I want to thank anyone that pushed play for a few seconds. Yeah, everybody. I want to thank Dave Myth, Rosenberg yeah. or like yeah. just anyone who ever pressed play who listened to our fucking bullshit. And thank you for continually editing, Raggy Roo. Yeah, at this point, I've spent hundreds of hours editing. Yeah. So everyone send me, and everyone, I mean, come on, $1 per editing per listener. Like $1 per hour of editing per listener seems fair. So if you've listened to the podcast for its entirety, you owe me a few hundred dollars now, which is perfectly reasonable. <laughs> That's perfectly reasonable. We're going to make like a subscription. People need to subscribe to it. No, it's like, it's the honor system, but like have some honor, be better. To be human is to be better. Send me hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Uh, and those are my parting words on his birthday. Uh, so once you've done, once you're done sending me that, just uh, happy birthday. Enjoy your birthday day, 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 and keep on trekking. <laughs> Goodbye, folks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You're feeling low. need of a bro. There's one thing. Your heart start to glow Calling Monroe Calling Monroe Calling Monroe Calling Monroe